0: Specifically, there's a quote from Ranić saying, uh, "Last season, when he was linked to the Milan job and he didn't get it, he said, I 'I don't know what they were really looking for. I wouldn't have signed Ibrahimovic to another year. I mean, he's a great player. Don't get me wrong, but I don't like to focus on 38 year olds. I like to focus on youth. And no matter what people say, no matter what United fans say, I think, I think guys like Ronaldo are going to be marginalized under Ralph Ranić. He can't. That's just who he is. He wants to focus on youth and focus on people who can run and have energy." And I think Sancho's a perfect fit for that. I mean, his entire goal against Chelsea, that's based off, you know, energy, counterattacking, being there. I, I feel like Sancho, from that fixture run, looks really good.
1: Yeah, I mean, in theory, it looks good. I agree. I have thought about Sancho. But I think just the uncertainty of having a new manager come in, right? So like all the things you said, in theory, it should work know Bundesliga pressing blah 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 Sancho Young <laughs> it's the profile I mean everything sounds good but we don't we haven't seen it yet right so personally I'm waiting a few weeks one or two weeks to see how the world, uh, will he line the team up this
0: hello everyone and welcome back to the FPL Banger podcast Sam, how's it going?
1: It's been all right. Should be asking you, Siva. Um, for those of you who don't know, we took a break last week because Siva welcomed a uh, baby boy, um, named after Reese James. Am I right?
0: No, it's actually James Tarkowski. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I so, did
0: want to try it for Jesse, but you know, in honor of Jesse Lingard, yeah, but my wife just wouldn't have it.
1: Yeah, so those of you um, who have not congratulated him yet, you know, hop on our Twitter, send him a message.
0: Actually, to be honest, so many people have already congratulated me. So many of followers. It's really cool of you all. You know, I'm sorry we couldn't make the pod last week because, yeah, baby just arrived. But since then, a lot of tears, a lot of screaming, a lot of crying. And that's just Sam because he didn't Captain Salah this week.
1: <laughs> yeah. Do, do I need to explain my reasoning? Well, I
0: mean, it's a flawed reasoning, I think. But, you know, I'll give you a best shot.
1: I mean, I don't know. I just saw Salah you know, single-digit hauls the past four games, right? Against Everton, who has been really weak, I thought Trent would have a good chance of a clean sheet. Um, And, you know, if Salah gets one goal, Trent gets a clean sheet, it really kind of balances out. And attacking return for Trent would do well. And I think if you captain Trent over the past four weeks, you would have performed better than Salah. So, you know, I picked this week, so which was the week where Salah decided to, you know, punish those that... Lost faith in him. But other than that, I think I had a pretty decent week, I think.
0: Okay. I mean, you're on... Yeah, you're on 50-something. I mean, the the point is, you've had an okay week for someone who didn't Captain Salah. It would have been a great week if you had. But hey, man, you, you take these chances. Sometimes they pay off, sometimes they don't. But all I would say, Sam, that there's, there's a saying from The Wire. When you come at the King, you best not miss. I think you missed this time.
1: Yeah. Bad week to do it. Anyway... Let's move on. I don't want to talk about it more.
0: Yeah, let's end. I'm having an okay week. I think I'm around 55 points with the last two fixtures to go. Enough about our teams. Let's get into your teams. and uh, We're going to talk about mid-price forwards. We're going to talk about budget mids, mid-price mids as well. And a very, very quick section on big at the back versus budget defense. Let's get straight into it. Mid-price forwards, Karthik. I just need advice on mid price forwards. And Tay Tarek FPL asking us best Huang replacement. So, Sam, I looked at some underlying stats on this since the start of the season. Forwards under 8 million who've played at least 700 minutes. I think you need a big sample size. Top for combined non-Pan XG and expected assists is Josh King, actually. Then Antonio, Jesus. And then you come to the other guys, you know, Dennis, Rodrigo, Mope Tony. Wilson, Chris Wood and Huang Hee Chan have fairly poor underlying stats when I compare it to those other guys. In this bracket, Sam, is there anyone who appeals to you they all just look unreliable?
1: Besides Caleb Wilson?
0: Oh, I, I besides Callum Wilson, who did, you'll be happy to know, score this week.
1: Yeah, there's a pen, um, which is great. I mean, they they went down by one man. Very early on in the game, so to come out with a goal and three bonus points, which is you know what I love about Wilson is every time he scores, he gets bonus. So yeah, I mean can't be happier with that. That's it. Newcastle are not that convincing. They have two um, good fixture next against Burnley and then Leicester, Liverpool, City, United. I don't know if you want to jump in right now. I really like Dennis though. Can can we ignore Dennis any longer? He has the second most. Goal involvements um, next to Salah, if I'm not mistaken.
0: It's ridiculous, right? Because Dennis is not. I mean, first of all, we didn't think he, we didn't know if he was first choice a few weeks ago. He's five point four. He's the second highest scoring forward, seventy three points. He's yeah, like you say, second highest for goal scoring involvements, and he just keeps doing it. I didn't think he'd do it, but again, Chelsea again he scores. Now, since we talked about Dennis, I wanted to talk about his underlying stats because I see a lot of, a lot of people have come to the conclusion that Dennis is. Uh, running hot, his stats aren't sustainable because they look at his XG versus Josh King's XG. And I just wanted to examine this a bit more detailed. Yes, King has better XG than Dennis if you go back to game week 9, which is where everyone wants to start counting because that's when the Everton match happened, if you know, Watford won 5-2. So King's got a hat-trick there, hence his stats are way better than Dennis from that point. Dennis was a sub, but came on and got 12 points. However, if you look from game week 10 onwards... And I think the Everton fixture is a bit of a freak result. Game week 10 onwards, looking on Fantasy Football Hub, the difference in XG between King and Dennis is 0.188 for King versus 0.102 for Dennis. This is non-Pan XG. XA 1.07 for 1.117 towards Dennis. So the only benefit that King really has here is penalties, and he is not going to go to the African Cup of Nations, which Dennis may or may not. He's not a regular in the Nigerian squad but people think because of his form and because guys like Victor Oseman are injured, he may get called up. That being said, I just look at Dennis and I see such a guy who's in so much confidence, three goals and three assists since game week 10. I kind of attempted to go Dennis over King. What do you think, Sam?
1: Yeah, I think... I agree that King has pretty good underlying stats, you know, uh, putting out good numbers. But you have to think into account, Dennis didn't play against Southampton. So actually, he only has... Um, four uh, one game week less and you know almost neck and neck with king right slightly lower and it's cheaper too right it's only 5.4 i think at his price it's a really low risk move watford seems to be playing a lot better um under Ranieri. you know attacking white at least they are creating chances they're really going for it i really like dennis i think
0: and also to your point, he was suspended for Southampton. It's so not as if he was dropped. The About penalties though, Sam. The fact that King has penalties now that Saar is injured. King did take the penalty against uh, Leicester. Does that sway your thinking at all? Because penalties we know this season aren't as prevalent as they were in previous seasons.
1: Yeah, I think it'll balance out. Looks like Dennis will get more goals from open game. They may win some pens, but... I don't see them really winning that much. If they do, it really looks like Dennis is the main threat, right? If they were to win a pen, I would bet that, you know, Dennis is the one who got fouled to win it. Um and I think one extra thing to swing it is bonus. So Dennis has gotten already um since game week nine, right? So already what's that, six, seven, nine bonus points. So I think King scored against United, scored against Leicester, but didn't come away with any bonus points. He only had three bonus points in the Everton game where he's got a hat-trick. Since then, you know, zero. So I think Dennis is still the better option.
0: That's an interesting spot. I didn't really think about bonus so much, but you're right. Uh, Dennis does have better baseline bonus. So I'm looking at it from game week 9 per 90. Dennis has 8.46 baseline bonus points versus King, who is actually bottom for the top 20 Watford assets at one baseline bonus per 90. So, yeah, Dennis looks a lot better for bonus. What about AFCON, Sam? Because that's the other reason that people say Dennis is a bad pick. If he has to go for AFCON, he could miss anywhere between game week 20 or 22 onwards, up to 24.
1: Are you you already... Taking Afcon into consideration, that's like another ten game weeks more, right? We have it's another cut by then.
0: It's not ten game weeks more; mate. it's five game weeks more. If because uh, uh-huh. I, I'll explain because Afcon starts in Jan, but FIFA's rules state that players have to go two weeks in advance. Don't know if these rules will be relaxed for the Premier League. I think they're trying to negotiate it, but the point is they could be gone as early as game week twenty or as late as game week twenty-two. So you're gonna get max five to seven game mix with Dennis if he's called up, or you get him the whole period if he's not called up because we don't know. Like I said, he's not a lock for the Nigerian squad. So is that overthinking, underthinking, too much thinking? What is it?
1: I think five to seven game mixes is, is all right. You know, with with I mean, he's cheap. It's not like you're putting in ten million on a player. You know what I mean? You can easily kind of move him out later on, or just stick him in your bench if you know if you really can't.
0: Okay, so you're really into Dennis then? Because you're you're willing to look past the I mean to be honest with you, I am too, because I looked a lot at Dennis a few a few weeks ago, even before I think the Newcastle game. I was very impressed with his performances. But my issue was, you know, simply whether he would be nailed. He seems to have locked down that spot now. The fact that Ismail Saar is injured, Sam, does that concern you or you just think King has to Dennis has to step up more now that Saar's out?
1: Yeah, I think in fact, I think the reason why he wasn't really nailed was because his he was kind of sharing minutes with Sa in a way, right? I mean, they're all kind of fluid between the left wing, right wing, and stuff like that. I I don't think it really affects him so much. Sa has not been the best, you know, in the past few weeks.
0: Okay, I I think that's fair. I I think the last point I would say on this, and what because I mean, I can see you're pretty decided over Dennis over King, and I feel the same way simply because. There's a price difference here of 0.3. It's a Watford striker. Do I really need to buy the best Watford striker? I mean, I feel like I I can go with Dennis. He looks, you know, he's probably going to give a similar output. That 0.3 saving could be quite useful. It's similar to what we talked about, I think, with Smithrow and Saka all those weeks ago. I'm not sure King justifies the extra price.
1: Yeah. I want to point out that you did miss out a striker... In the list that you mentioned earlier, which is uh, uh, Christian Benteke, how is ah, he not Benteke. in your list?
0: Uh, Benteke is not in my list. I wonder why. I mean, I maybe just you know maybe his underlying stats weren't good enough. But yes, talk to me about Christian Benteke, Sam, the man who was a sub this week but then
1: missed a glorious chance off the bench. Yeah, I think okay. So he was he was benched. He came down for twenty two minutes at the end, but he accumulated. 0.7 xG in that 22 minutes. So I think I'm quite happy with my pick. He didn't come off this week, but I think he's really promising. So I like I like how Benteke looks. I
0: will say to your favor, the fact that uh, Benteke came on, immediately had chances and could have scored bodes well for you because Otso Edward didn't have a great game. So even though Benteke probably wasn't nailed before that match, he hasn't done himself any harm. I just wonder whether you are okay with that rotation risk. Like, would you go again, knowing that he was benched last week? Would you now get him in this week?
1: Hmm. Yeah, I, I would think that he was rested. I mean, he is kind of old. They won't expect him to play every single game in this um, December period, right? So I would think that was his rest. And, you know, like you said, he came on, created, um, and then got the end of a few good chances. I would think he would start this weekend. But I you know it's really hard to find a player who will start every single game in this month, right? I think almost everyone will be prone to some kind of rotation. Simply because there's just so many fixtures. Was it seven gimmicks in the in December? Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm okay with that. However, if I were to bring in a striker this week, I think I would go Dennis over Benteke. Yeah,
0: I would too. Assuming you're not going to uh mention any other Strikers in that price bracket. Let's talk about Mikel Antonio for a second because I think he's the guy who people are looking to downgrade from. Now, there are two schools of thought on this. I see a lot of people saying, this is stupid. You've held him this long. Now the good fixtures are coming. You hold on. I have some issues with Antonio though. So in his last... fallacy. Yeah, that's a sunk
1: cost fallacy, by the way.
0: It's sunk cost fallacy, isn't it? Yeah, we we talked about this. So you've already uh, expended so many bad weeks. You think, okay, no, I just got to keep holding on. But in his last five matches... Brighton, Man City, Wolves, Liverpool, Villa. One shot on target. Also, another issue that I've realized by Antonio is it's all well and good that he's not injured this season. That's great. But he's played 1,540 minutes so far in all competitions, both for club and country. Last season, this time, he'd only played 500 minutes. So his body is taking three times the amount of work. And, I mean, you you just go online and you Google the phrase, Antonio knackered, and you just see West Ham fans saying, this man needs a break. He looks bent. You see FPL people saying, no, we called him for the good fixtures. But West Ham fans think that this guy needs a break. They're upset at Moyes for not getting in a second striker because they sold Haller last season. I am very concerned about Antonio, and I'm not sure that I need to keep him for the good fixtures.
1: Do you still have Antonio? I
0: still have Antonio, mate, because... Uh. I had other issues to deal with. And a lot of people do. His his effective ownership is still really high.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I sold him a few weeks ago. And I think his stats since then has not improved at all. Like you said, only one shot on target in the past... Was it, one? Five, five games. Weeks, five games? That's crazy. Um, The last time he had an XG of more than 0.02, right? Above 0.02 was in um, Game Week 9 against Spurs. Since then, it's all 0.02, 0.1, 0.1. So, dire stats. I, I know he has good fixtures coming up, right? I think that's the argument to hold him. West Ham has good fixtures coming up. But I just saw value elsewhere, so I, I shifted him out.
0: I just feel like these fixtures aren't as good as we think they're going to be. So, Chelsea at home this week, bad fixture. Burnley away. Burnley away is not in. Not, not an easy fixture, right? Turf more. It's it's, a, it's an okay fixture, not a great one. Arsenal away. Hey, Arsenal away ain't an easy fixture. Norwich at home. Norwich are improving, but okay, that is probably the best fixture of the bunch. Southampton, not an easy fixture. They drew nil-nil when they first played, and Antonio got sent off. Watford away, as we've established, not the easiest fixture. Chelsea were lucky to get a win. Palace away, not an easy fixture. Leeds, again, Leeds have been improving, as we saw against Spurs and then United. So I've gone all the way up to the end of Jan. I only see Norwich at home being a sort of banker for him. I think if you take away the FDR colour chart, it's
1: actually not that easy. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So I'm in the cell Antonio camp, I think. Like, if you look at his, at the XG list, he's still really high up, but that's because of his insane stats from the, you know, from the start of the season. And then, like we mentioned earlier, if you filter that and just see like the fa- past five or six game weeks, it's been terrible for him.
0: All right, it's time to go for Antonio. And I think best replacements you're seeing, Sam? Dennis?
1: Yeah, I, I would like Dennis, I think. Yeah. Anyone else? There's, there's not, yeah, there is not many options, right? Dennis, Wilson, Benteke, if you want to take a punt. Other than that, do you see anyone else? maybe Watkins, right? He's been doing pretty well.
0: Aldi Watkins actually is really interesting because I think it's three goals in the last five. He's got Leicester next. Leicester haven't kept a clean sheet since game week one. Liverpool the week after is not great. But then after that, he's got some decent fixtures. Norwich, Burnley.
1: And I think Gerrard
0: has got off to a really good start.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Although it's still early days, right? What, three games since Gerard came in?
0: Yeah, so, not too um, bad though. Two wins and a... And a very creditable performance against Man City, I thought.
1: Yeah. I mean, I really liked Watkins last year. I bookmarked him um, at the start of the season, but then he got injured, right, I think. And then just kind of never got into form. So now could be the time.
0: And also, I think, I mean, I, I can't, the stat escapes me now, but I think at some point last season, Ollie Watkins had like the record of the most minutes played out of anybody in the top division because he'd been playing every minute for Brentford, then every minute for Villa in his first season. So if we're talking about people who are nailed for Christmas, and I would like somebody who at least starts almost all the games, I think somebody like Watkins, and I'm going to say Sam, versus someone like Benteke, I think Watkins, you're far likely to get all the games in the Christmas period.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. So yeah, I, I quite like walk-ins as a punt now that I think about it. I didn't give it much thought before now, but you know, it's, it is an interesting option.
0: Yeah. And if you're not sold on walk-ins this week, it's fine. I, I think Leicester home is a good fixture for Villa because Leicester, like I say, have been conceding, conceded two to the Southampton this week. Haven't kept it clean since game week one V-Wolves. But if you're not sold, you can wait because Liverpool next week for Villa and then you get him in for Norwich, which is I think in three weeks' time.
1: Yep. Shall
0: we move on to midfielder Sam with a question here from AGFPL, long-term friend of the pod. Who do you go for? Cash is not an issue. Oh, nice life, mate. Bernardo or Madison? So Pep, after the Villa match, said Bernardo Silva is the best player in the league at the moment. What does that mean, Sam?
1: Means is about to be dropped the next game. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Bernardo is the only player who seems nailed um, in the City team, right? I think he started every single game except for game week one. Five goals, two assists, not like earth-shattering numbers, or maybe we're just um our, our uh, perception on goals and assists are distorted because of Salah now. But yeah, 5 goals, to assist, 9 bonus points. It's not earth-shattering, but he's nailed. He is doing well uh, in the City team. He's cheap, 7.3 only. And I would think he is a pretty big differential. His ownership is 14%, but I would think his effective ownership in the top, you know, uh, whatever, 1 mil or something is a lot lower. So I think he's a good differential. I like, I like Bernardo.
0: And Madison, Pill mentioned at six point seven right now. His ownership is around six percent. Didn't start the season great, but two goals and two assists in his last two games.
1: I think Madison is a victim of uh, Rogers. What's the word? Non-rotation. Um, super Tactical. <laughs> stubbornness. He keeps, he keeps changing formations. You know. So if he's playing. Three at the back, Madison may play as that one. Um, you know, if he's playing with an AM, if not, then he doesn't play. So Rodgers has tried many formations this season, which is why you see like Madison coming in and out of the team. He's in form now, but um, he's also pretty tricky. You know, that's his reputation from previous years. I think if I could, I would just spend a bit more and tr- try and get Bernardo.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm in agreement with you. I'm not sold on Madison. I, I think uh, we've, as you say, with Rogers. A few weeks, a few weeks ago, Nacho was starting. Now he's not. He's out of the lineup again. Now it's Madison. And Madison's minutes before this sudden run of form, right? Forty-five minutes v Chelsea, ten v Leeds, sixty-nine v Arsenal, nineteen v Palace, twelve v Burnley. I, I think you gotta wait this one out. I would prefer Bernardo, but to come to Bernardo because Bernardo is now the hot property, right? Sam, do you get tired of chasing Man City mids? I feel it, it's like this hot girl who you really want to date, and then she just like keeps changing her address <laughs> or something. Because we started the season off with Mares, right? Then from Mares became Ferran Torres. Ferran I didn't Torres go for became
1: or Ferran Torres.
0: Okay. But let me finish, right? Okay, these were the Man City <laughs> okay. mids of every every week, it's a different Man City mid that everybody wants. Mares, then it was Torres after the Arsenal game. Then it was Grealish after he scored some goal in the Champions League against Leipzig. And then it was Foden after the Liverpool match. And then it's become now Bernardo. Like, do I have Jota, and I'm okay with that. I have Rafinha, who starts every week, who's nailed, who's the talisman. He scores. Like, do I need to go chase this Man City mid? By next week, Pep's going to tell me that, I don't know, Yaya Toure is his favorite mid or something.
1: (laughs) I think out of all the Man City mids, the only one that I was sold on, it was Foden, but um, because of his injury, you know, he hasn't been playing in the past few weeks. And Bernardo, actually. I've had my eye on Bernardo for quite some time. I just, you know, couldn't really make the move to him. I would be okay with Bernardo, I think. The, the main thing you need to know is whether they're nailed or not. In terms of the system, right? And I think Bernardo this year, is just with his form, he's been, doing, he's been playing so well. I don't think Pep would drop him, especially with uh De Bruyne in and out of the team, and and things like that, you know.
0: Okay, but his his underlines aren't great, Sam. Like mm-hmm. pe- pe- if you know, for people who care about underlines, a lot of people don't, which is fair. I I used to not care about it, and I sometimes miss those days. But non pen XG for Bernardo Silva per ninety is point zero two, uh, x a point one four. That's that's basically the same amount as Emil Smithrow has, who everybody keeps telling me he can't get sustainable returns. He's two million cheaper. It's less than Madison. It's also less than Rafinha. I mean, is is it really a case of this actually something he can keep it up? Because I've had Bernardo Silva over the years in draft, you know, other formats, and he'll have a few good weeks, but I've never seen him as a consistent returner of points.
1: Yeah, that's... That was one of the reasons why I was put off uh, bringing him in, right? But I think what we realised is, yeah, he won't haul, he won't get a big week, you know, but slowly, over the course of the season, goal here, assist there, goal here, assist there, which is what he's been doing, basically, you know? So, I, I would be okay with having Bernardo, not in replacement of Jota, definitely Jota is better, but... So, like, I think a lot of people are move, thinking to move Rafinha out in gimmick 16, right? Once his just ten. A lot yep. of people are looking at West Ham assets because you know the fixture swing looks good. I am considering, you know, trying to get extra money and then bringing in Bernardo in um, for Rafinha. Yeah. So those are the kind of moves I think I'll be. I'm okay with.
0: All right. So before we leave the topic of mids, because we want to make this a quick pod, it's a quick turnaround this week. I want to talk to you about another midfielder, and I'm not going to get into underlying stats because he hasn't really played enough minutes to talk about it, but this is a mid, and I'll just talk to you about his fixtures before I tell you who it is, right? So from game week 15 onwards, this midfielder has Palace, Norwich, Brentford, Brighton, Newcastle, Burnley. Those are his fixtures for the rest of the year. Now, this guy is 8.9, so a bit expensive, 2.4% ownership, and he scored last week, getting 9 points. Are you, you talking about Sancho? Just, yes, I am talking about Sancho.
1: Okay, yeah. And, okay,
0: And <laughs> So you're a cynical United fan, so I know I need to sell you on this, okay? I'm not a United fan, so I'm much more open-minded about these things, I think. Or at least maybe I'm more naive. But I really like the idea of Sancho because, first of all, okay, it's Ralph Raniak, so he knows Sancho's qualities. Like, this dude has actually seen a Bundesliga match, right? He's not going to play Sancho at a wing-back or, you know, out of position. I also think... Everything that Ranik talks about, you know, uh, pressing uh, youth, uh, focus on youth, energy, it's going to be people like Sancho who he turns to. Specifically, there's a quote from Ranik saying, uh, last season when he was linked to the Milan job and he didn't get it, he said, I don't know what they were really looking for. I wouldn't have signed Ibrahimović to another year. I mean, he's a great player, don't get me wrong, but I don't like to focus on 38-year-olds. I like to focus on youth. And... No matter what people say, no matter what United fans say, I think I think guys like Ronaldo are gonna be marginalized under Ralph Ranick. He can't that's just who he is. He wants to focus on youth and focus on people who can run and have energy. And I think Sancho's a perfect fit for that. I mean, his entire goal against Chelsea, that's based off, you know, energy, counter-attacking, being there. I, I feel like Sancho from that fixture run looks really good.
1: Yeah, I mean, in theory. It looks good, I agree. I have thought about Sancho. But I think just the uncertainty of having a new manager come in, right? So like all the things you said, in theory, it should work. You know, Bundesliga, pressing, blah, 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 Sancho, Yang. <laughs> it's the profile. I mean, everything sounds good, but we don't. We haven't seen it yet, right? So personally, I'm waiting a few weeks, one or two weeks to see how will, uh, will he line the team up so I think he won't be he won't be in for the Arsenal game tonight. He'll only start in uh against Palace on Saturday, but that's just so short, you know. But maybe that'll be a good indication. If he looks good, then you can get him in for Norwich the week after. So I think for me, I'm just gonna give him a, a bit of time, maybe. Classic Sam. <laughs> I I'm not gonna jump the gun, especially when we are having a new manager who hasn't even managed the game yet.
0: Okay, okay. I, I I'm. I feel like you may change your tune after tonight, but who knows? We're recording before Arsenal. Don't know what'll happen there. And then we're recording before Palace.
1: So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how it is. Okay,
0: fair. I, I just want to say, uh, Magnus Carlsen's transfer this week. So, Magnus Carlsen, you know, chess grandmaster, finished 10th, uh, I think, two seasons ago in FPL. He moved Saka out, and he brought in Jaden Sancho.
1: Wow. And I think he has a tournament right now, you know?
0: Yeah, and he's managing an FPL team, so I I can't complain, Yeah,
1: I don't know how he does it. Anyway, um, yeah, so I agree, he's a good option. I don't know. I guess I'm I'm too cautious, maybe, but I'm waiting first to see how he does with our new manager in.
0: Uh, let's talk uh very briefly defenders. Okay, so Blue Knicks FPL, good friend of the pod. It's Lampty season, isn't it? So Lampty got an assist, Tarek Lampty against uh, West Ham but he didn't start he was on the bench so he came on great cross which Neil Morpe who has done nothing for the last five weeks suddenly decides screw it I'll become messy." and oh no actually it was Wayne Rooney-esque with that bicycle kick Uh, Tarek Lamptey Sam are you convinced I'm you know I love him he looks great but I- I've been hurt before
1: yeah I mean preferably I would like the players who I want to bring into you know actually start games. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a bit too early, man. Um let's wait until he starts a few games in a row and then we decide. Do you know what I mean? He's coming off such a long injury. It's gonna take time for him to build you know proper fitness back. Um you know I don't know. I I'm I would wait first I think. There's no rush, right? We all already have good defenders. Sure you can play five at the back. With Lamptey, but I don't know. I I feel midfielders um and upfront would be better use of your transfers right now.
0: Actually, I was going to ask you about that because we have a question here from Vardy Boys asking about about five at the back and you know bringing Alonso to triple up on Chelsea defense. Now I'll address the Alonso point first. Both of us have Alonso, Sam, but after watching the Watford game, I'm very scared because uh there's there's a past map that I retweeted. on our our Twitter page today, all of the Watford attacks are going down Alonso's flank. People are seeing this man, they're targeting him. So that's that's scary because I'm sure Tuchel sees the same thing and he's going to, you know, for the same reason Alonso got dropped the first time, he's going to get dropped again. I don't know who he's going to get dropped for, but I'm scared. So I would probably hold off on Alonso if you haven't already gone for him. Five at the back, on the other hand, I think that's pretty cool because everybody's got similar defences. You get somebody like Ruben Diaz, you stick him as your fifth defender. If you have got some cash and you get someone who's nailed throughout Christmas, I think that's not a bad idea. Because we don't is have
1: Diaz nailed though. Ah, uh...
0: he start most games, right? And I granted there was that one match where he came on as a sub for some random reason, but typically he's not going to start. Whereas, like if you ask me to think of three reliable forwards, I wouldn't be able to name you three reliable forwards. Five reliable defenders, I think I could.
1: But midfield, you could though, right? So like, for example, instead of DS, you could get a Bernardo Silva there. The argument against the 5 at the back, right? I mean, 4, I think we could stomach it, but 5, it just leaves you really inflexible. And you would think that, let's say if you go for a a good 4.5-ish defender, like Lamptey plus Bernardo Silva will be better than going Diaz and a 4.5 midfielder, especially now where a lot of players will be benched and will be rested and your subs are gonna start coming on.
0: Yeah, I mean that's I mean I can't argue against that. 4.5 midfielders are trash. In fact you'd have to pay six million I think to get a decent midfielder versus a 4.5 defender like Livermento could cover most weeks.
1: Yeah. So I mean that's the general idea why people don't really go for five at the bank, I think. Of course you can. You can do it. It's your. It's your team. <laughs> you can do whatever you want.
0: I mean, I honestly don't think it's the worst idea because I'm just saying. Okay, we all have Trent. We all have a Chelsea defender or two, and we all have Cancelo. And if you look at the fixtures from 15 to 20 for City, Liverpool, and Chelsea, they're really good. Like I don't see any hard fixtures. Maybe Liverpool play Spurs in 18. That's that's not the easiest, but you know, Spurs, and they play Leicester in 20. Every Otherwise,
1: fixture th- is easy for them. Unless they're playing each other. city Liverpool Chelsea is just so far above everyone else this year.
0: Yeah, so different levels. So if you have... Okay, let's assume Maurice James is fit for the weekend. We don't know. And you have Cancelo. And you have Trent. Let's say you have Alonso. Like, I don't think adding one more to that mix is such a bad idea. Especially when you think about... uh, Since you were making comparisons, I would take a Diaz over any 5.5 mid to compare that. I would also take him... Would I take Diaz over Dennis? I think I probably would because, you know, you just, you know what you get with Diaz, right? Week to week.
1: Okay. Yeah. But it's, yeah.
0: (laughs) And I also think a lot of the, okay, maybe this needs uh, something that we'll revisit in the coming weeks. I think the opposition to five at the back has a lot to do with how we think about it psychologically. Five defenders. That seems very inflexible, very defensive. It's always relying on clean sheets. But actually, it's not really five at the back, is it? Because Trent, basically a midfielder. Cancelo, It's basically Kevin De Bruyne with clean sheet points. Reese James is basically a forward. I would think of it, you know, you're playing two at the back. That's, you know, and and seven midfielders.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, that, that point is correct. The psychological aspect of it, I agree. It's more the bench coming on, right? Yeah. So just right now, like, for example, this week, I wasn't sure if James would start. So I stuck him in and I have Rafinha on my first bench. You know, but if you go five at the back and things that like you might not be able to afford Rafinha and your first bench would be, you know, uh, some four point five mid or something. Yeah, brown hill or yeah, a lot of people yeah, I like think are yeah. getting brown hill this week. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So that's my point. Um when it comes to inflexibility is that generally four point five defenders are a lot better value than four point five midfielders. So if you want to maximize their so called value in your team then having a 4.5 defender would help.
0: All right, fair. Um, anything else on defenders, Sam, before I move into the mini league and
1: captaincy? No, I think it's kind of bo- defenders are boring this year <laughs> because we all got the same. So it's nothing much to add.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's hard, but I would just say, you know, be patient. Eventually, the template will change and try and get ahead of the next one.
1: Um, yes. Robertson, and- maybe. Hmm.
0: Very good assists for the Jota goal, I thought. I mean, that's a really hard pass to get. The issue with Robertson is just that Jota exists. And while Jota's around, I mean, I'm not owning any other third Liverpool asset.
1: Yeah. Yep, that's true. We're all stuck with Salah, Jota and Trent already. So
0: Fine by me. And, and there's still people out there who don't own Jota. And to them, I say, what are you doing with your lives? You know, just, just like, stop what you're doing now. Go get Jota. Get him into your team.
1: Yeah, I can't say much because this is my first week having him. So,
0: so Good week, no? It, Not as mugged
1: as you, I guess.
0: I mean, I've had him two weeks, but that, that goal was amazing. <laughs> and, and and it's ridiculous because Jota's the kind of guy, he's just like us. Like la- Last week before, uh, when he scored that double against uh, Saints, he came early from like a FIFA tournament and he had to quit his games halfway through. And then he came, he scored goals. He celebrated like as if he was pl- scoring on FIFA. Then he goes back yeah. and does it again.
1: I saw that he messaged again like, oh I'm sorry I have to forfeit the game because I'm about to go and play. <laughs> I have to I have to report in at Liverpool. <laughs> so so yeah. Anyway, let's move on. I think that's it, right?
0: Yeah. And so very quickly, the mini league three zero seven v8j, all small letters. Join if you haven't. FPL Bagos is leading with 994 OR of top five hundred in the world. Uh, these are the scores as of now. So congratulations ahead of FPL Nitro, a good friend of ours who's on 987. These are all ridiculous scores. I, I, it's it's it, could you all not be so good? But it's nice that you're in our league. You know, keep going. Sky's the limit. Maybe go win the whole thing.
1: Credit us when you do, you know. Thank us uh, to, in your award speech.
0: I will say like FPL Bagos was really nice like this week, uh crediting us for the Wilson pick. Because uh, I was um, asked if you had to take a one week punt, who would you go for? And I said, Callum Wilson. Like I, I knew what would Sam say, and Sam would say Callum Wilson. So I
1: said, Wilson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, worked out well. Finally, Reversed Sam. Captain
0: C. Better.
1: Yeah, Captain C. This week, um, I think it's gonna be Salah. I'm scared now. I'm scarred, scared and scarred. So and I'm not the right answer anymore. I,
0: I, I'll, I'll tell everyone. Okay, this is before the Spurs match, so no hindsight, foresight, any sight. I own Harry Kane, not by choice, just because Ronaldo wasn't nailed anymore. So I needed somebody to use 12 million and I went for Kane. Even if Kane scores five goals against Brentford, I will not be captaining him this weekend. So that's it then. Okay, great pot. We will see you again next week. Cheers. Thanks for listening.
1: And get some green arrows, guys. Hell yeah. Cheers, guys. Oh,
0: this is the